Hello, everyone. McKay Campbell and Lizzie Basili here reporting for The Beacon. And today we have the privilege to hear the story of a South Florida nonprofit called Our Two Sons. Our Two Sons helps provide support for people struggling with drug addiction and walks with them in early recovery. The founders, Cindy Singer and Stacey Katz, are here to talk about how their nonprofit got started and how they've grown from the entire experience. We're really excited and it should be a great conversation. Hello. Hi. And I also have Lizzie here with me. Hi. Hi. Hello. My name is Cindy. My last name is Singer. I'm a retired educator from Long Island and um, I have three children and two grandchildren. Unfortunately, I sadly, horribly lost my son, Rory, uh, to an accidental overdose in 2015. Um, <clears throat> a little prior to that, I met Stacy at the Palm Beach County Behavioral Health Coalition space and meeting where people gather. Um, they could be parents. They could be uh, people that support recovery in the community by having uh, recovery homes or, or treatment centers or um, it runs the gamut. They could be tied to national mental, you know, uh, first aid or health. Uh, it doesn't matter. People who are in Palm Beach County, anyone is invited to go. And that's where I met Stacy, And she and I decided to start a nonprofit um, with our two sons in mind. She's to tell you about her son. Um, but we wanted to raise money for people who really are looking for recovery and have limited means because either their families want to help and have gone through every penny they've had, or they're disenfranchised from their family and loved ones and they need a new start in life. And so, you know, uh, we, that's where we want to be to help in, in memory of my child and, and in honor of Stacy. Um, I'm Stacy. I am from Brooklyn, New York, originally. I was a police officer in the uh, New York City Police Department. Moved to Florida about um, 21 years ago. And like Cindy just said, that's where we met. We met at the Palm Beach Health Coalition. And we were getting a little tired of a lot of talking and not a lot of solutions and action. So... We decided that we were going to do something, and it began with a GoFundMe page um, before we started our nonprofit. And we had discussed having a GoFundMe page, and you know, unfortunately, people don't do that; they take the percentage. And we decided to do it anyway. And um, when I started to get closer to Cindy and realized, you know, the um, we, we call an angel anniversary of when a, a person's passing. And, and then the, the real birthday, I said, what a great idea to put it on for Rory's real birthday, which is December 19th. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote a GoFundMe page, and I wouldn't obviously do it without Cindy's approval, and we did it. And um, it was well-received, and from that, we had a couple of interviews on the news, and people gave some, some treatment centers, gave some scholarships, and... Um, so it, it was, it was pretty, it was a pretty positive thing. And then we decided that we were going to do a nonprofit again. People say, why are you going to do a nonprofit? It's a lot of work. It's impossible to get started. And, um, we just said, you know what, we're going to do it anyway. And we did. And we came up with the name, Our Two Sons, obviously, in uh, memory of Rory and in honor of my son, Dylan, D-I-L-L-O-N. <clears throat> 
He is uh, 29, and he has struggled with what we call substance use disorder now. Um, and uh, for probably since he's 18, um, oh. also co-occurring mental health issues and things like that. Um, so, yeah, that's how we met. That's how we formed our nonprofit. And then we started doing fundraising and, you know, 100% of whatever it is that we get, whether it be 100 or 100,000, which we wish, mm-hmm. it all goes to the people that we we help. And we decided to, to help the people because most of the people that come in contact with us have, like Cindy said, have either disenfranchised from their families or, or there's just nothing left. And they usually mm-hmm. come to us completely broken, penniless, and with black paper bag, uh, plastic bags filled with clothes if they have any left. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided that we would just start helping in that way, and we've continuously grown. And um, Yeah, and let's, let's, let's fast forward, if you don't mind, Stacey, four years later. Right ahead. Okay, and, you know, we're looking at that horrible, horrible milestone reminder of 100,000 overdose deaths. Um, More than we've lost to people in car accidents in a single year or gun violence in a single year. Um, I think I have your allergies, Stacey. Anyhow, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, this this milestone, um, as I said on um, a recent interview by CNN, one is too many, and 100,000 is a milestone that we never wanted to reach, and we've yeah. really got to do something about it. You know, there, there's so much that we could we could say. We could This topic, unfortunately, you know, um, it's not a road we wanted to ever go down, obviously, but here we are, and we're trying to make the, you know, the best of it as, you know, we, we struggle every day with helping people. It's very, very overwhelming early on in recovery. Right. Everything is very overwhelming. And, you know, the old school is, you know, okay, just don't pick up. Don't pick up a drink. Don't pick up a drug. Get out there. Get a job. Ride a bicycle if you have to. And if it were only that easy, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes just sitting at a computer and filling out a, an, an application for a job. And, you know, there sometimes is, you know, history of arrest even if they were on conviction. Um, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's so many barriers for them to get out of their own way. And recovery residences are not cheap. Mm-hmm. They're not free. So um, besides that, not only paying for rent, food, um, transportation. So, you know, the, 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 you know the, the deck is definitely stacked against them being able to, you know, to, 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 to do what they need to do. And when you're in a new, new recovery, when you've just, let's just say, come out of a treatment center, you know, 30 days is, is maybe long enough to keep you away from a, a drug or a drink. But there's so much more healing that goes on. Right. Yeah. So your brain needs to reset, for sure, right, Stacey? I mean, we talk about resetting the brain, and it takes a really long time. We both started this because we wanted to reduce the stigma associated Right. With substance use, because I figured if I could talk about losing my child, maybe somebody else could. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. The other thing Stacey and I always say is we've, if we've helped one person, we've helped many. Mm-hmm. And we have helped more than one person. And we have lots of great success stories. 
yeah. and that recovery is possible yeah you know because it is and that's incredible and even lizzie and i were talking before yeah. this conversation just mentioning people that we knew who also mm -hmm. struggled and it, you're so right that you know once you open up that conversation and you create a level playing field then you know you can break barriers and connect with people and get people the help that they need which is i think exactly what you two are doing yeah. yeah, and people have to, you know, again, the stigma is, is, is a very, very big, big problem. And it's not only the way, you know, we change the words, it's the way we treat people, obviously, you know, in hospital settings. Um, and, you know, Susie mentioned that she was, you know, she's a former principal. Um, I, I'm, I'm a former police officer, you know, very, very involved in, in, in public and with children and with young adults and with people, at, you know, for me, at their usually at their worst times as a police officer, and you know, treating people, mistreating people, I should say, and judgment, it, you know, it just it, it just makes everything that much worse. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. um, if you go to a hospital for you know for a broken arm or broken leg or for diabetes coma or whatever it is, they don't treat like that. When you walk in and they know that you're using or that you have used, they treat you completely different. Yeah, you're and, push and the families as well. We're very, very big and involved with the families as well, which is also, we didn't mention, a part of our mission. Unfortunately, we have, um, we have paid uh, for, you know, not paid for, but, you know, used our donations for, oh, I should say, to pay for you know, anything from shoes for a job, food, mm -hmm. housing, Ubers, medication, and unfortunately, urns. But people did not have enough money to bury their children. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, we've spoke at funerals, which is really not something that obviously anybody would like to do. Yeah. But it's the it's the awareness and and also the awareness of of how to treat people while they are in active addiction or trying to get themselves out of it because nobody like Cindy always says nobody wakes up and says okay I think I'd like to you know shoot heroin today it right, doesn't yeah. work that way right yeah um, let's talk about the effects of COVID nineteen on the opioid epidemic what kind of repercussions have y'all seen firsthand yeah. We've talked about that a lot, too, um, recently, because we know for a fact that everyone's been affected by COVID-19. Yeah. And certainly the substance use disorder community, and that's any substance or person with mental health issues, is affected that much more. In fact, the research and data point to 30 to 40 percent yeah. of an uh, in increase in drug use among substance use people with substance use disorder and people who have co-occurring issues and just for people in the quote unquote normal population, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. struggling, struggling with isolation, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. alcohol. Isolation and alcohol, right. alcohol has gone through the roof because right. of being, you know, stuck in the house and, um, uh, yeah. And yeah. the isolation, which is, Really, they, they, you know, they say the opposite of addiction is is, is um, connection. Is that what it is? It's, yeah. The opposite of addiction is connection. Mm -hmm. And you know, if meetings were closed down, and you know, I, I you know, thank thank goodness for Zoom, they were able to figure out how to. But 
the actual visceral being in person, you know, one-on-one with someone in a community, um, in meetings, whichever path people choose to be, you know, in someone else's company because you isolate when you use. Mm -hmm. So when you get better, the idea is not to isolate. Mm -hmm. And so that, that created a very, very, very big problem. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And you know, another very good problem, um, is fentanyl. So, you know, that, that creates, um, a death rate that has gone through the roof because Mm -hmm. it's poison. And in fact, when my son's toxicology, what came back he died of fentanyl poisoning because it's poison and they're lacing it in every drug so Mm -hmm. we know young people we've heard stories as young as kids that are 13 eight years old even Mm -hmm. where they've gone on the computer they've gone on the dark web they've ordered Mm -hmm. um you know um xanax uh, or or other pills and they're laced with fentanyl and they've taken them and died um and And, so that that definitely also increased during covid because you know, okay, so maybe you had a local drug dealer, and now, okay, now how am I going to get it? You know, there's, there's less access, which is even, it, I, it's terrible to say, because it sounds like the thing is so nonchalantly, but it's just the fast. So then they go on the web, and they order things, and, you know, yeah. people will order. They, they, had a, they had a very, very, very big um, arrest in, I think it was in Port St. Lucie or Indian River County with, like, big huge machines that they were pressing wow. uh pills and and putting them out on the street Gosh, so, yeah, and you're so people and then, thought they were getting they weren't right. getting so, right if you're going to talk about that then you also have to talk about narcan which mm-hmm. i think is like oh, you know it's like it's one mm-hmm. it's one of our big points because the only thing that could reverse fentanyl or heroin or and so that could be in anything is narcan and so there's a big big push out there to make the public aware and make it accessible to everyone. Everyone should carry around Narcan with them, have Narcan in their house, because it's so it so simply reverses an overdose. It's right. true that it puts someone in complete detox immediately, but then you get them to the, you know, uh, you know, the healthcare district or a, a hospital that will do detox or get them to a place that will do detox. But you have to have that because Narcan saves lives. See if you want to share a little bit more. Cause yeah, yeah. I, 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 we were doing some um, research. We were all in different on different committees to present um, at the hub for this mm-hmm. uh, recovery leadership institute, and I was on that law enforcement part of it. It changed, but the bottom line was there's a lot of research, and I really wasn't even aware that Markham was carried by Palm Beach Sheriff's offices. Mm-hmm. And where, where I was up in arms about it. We're actually, you know, we're, we're having a protest. Not, you know, we we will be. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should say it yet or not, but we will be. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, because this can't go on. I mean, right. you know, everybody should have it. I did a lot of research. On it. You know, people were talking about. Well, then it just enables people to use drugs, and then when people. You know, or, or have a reverse. They, you know, they're they're violent, which is not always true. Um, can it be? Yeah, I'm sure it can be, but that's not usually the case. Not the case. Right. Well, and if there's an ability to save a life there, then there's no reason right. you shouldn't. Exactly. Right. And you, exactly. And it's you so it's, it's so diverse. Like Stacy was saying, like why our sheriffs in Palm Beach County don't don't carry it, but Delray P- police officers do. 
So it's really, it, it really depends where you live. That's and, you know, being in the yeah. right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or, I had, or, yeah, I've been to a community um, policing um, conference, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it was very interesting because when I brought up, like, I guess it was school police officers, I was asking if they carried them. And I think on, uh, I think it was Palm Beach State said that they did. But this other lady answered and said, well, we don't need it Mm. because it's elementary or middle school. And I'm like, well, everybody needs it. Right, yeah. Everybody needs it because exactly, you you never know who you're going to meet, what you, you know, and, um, and and it cannot hurt you. Like if I if I administered a dose of Narcan to you, the worst effect you would have is what they call a wet nose or maybe a bad taste in your mouth. Mm. Oh, wow. It cannot harm you in any way, shape, or form, and that's proven. That's the CDC, the World Health Organization. Those are the my facts. They're just stuff that. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's... I'm very, very um, big on that whole Narcan that's very thing. When I found out that they didn't carry it. Yeah, because yeah, I've, I keep, I've never I heard keep of that. some in my pocketbook. Yeah. Oh, wow. I have it all over my car. I, mm-hmm. I get people that do not use drugs um, who are around people. I mean, I've had one of my nephews actually ask me, he was going to a bachelor party. He goes, I don't know what, the, I don't know what these knuckleheads are going to do. He goes, you want to give me some of that? <laughs> because, again, things are late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I've given it to, you know, my nephews that, have, that are in college just in case. Yeah, you know, right. you never, just never know. No, yeah, you never know um, what situation you're going to be put in. Right. And it, it, and you I, know, it I doesn't can tell hurt. you that, right, yeah. You can pick it up at the hub. We, we, it, it's the hub, the recovery community center does give out Narcan. People come in, um, some, one of the peer support shows you how to use it. It's very simple. It's like a nasal injector and you just, you know, it's oh, a spray, wow. nasal spray. And then they give you the Narcan. The Narcan is free. It's free. It's out there. You can get it at different community centers. You can even walk into a pharmacy um, and ask for it. So, you know, the more people that have it, you know, maybe the more lives that be saved. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Right. Thank you for so sharing that. So that. that's, the, you know, it's a huge lifesaver and um, a very, very, I mean, it's not, you know, our main mission, but it is definitely, you know, on our radar to, to we just were on a call this morning and they, you know, they were talking about it, you know, getting it out into the community and the stores and, yeah. you know, I mean, I've given it to people that own stores when yeah. I've had conversations, you know, when you get to know people, what do you do? And now I'm, you know, I have a nonprofit, I do volunteer work and, and then we talk about it and they're like, oh, if I, if I was able to get some, I would keep from here just in case. And, you know, um, yeah, nobody really wants anybody to have, yeah, nobody wants anybody to, to, overdose on their property first right. out of the human uh, from a human factor but second yeah. of all not exactly a, a great idea for business either yeah. so anyway yeah, you know that's what's being what's being talked about it's actually a shame that it that it has to still be talked about and it's yeah. just not you know commonplace but yeah one of the you know one of the other things we do we you know again we, we talked about families that we we, we take phone calls all the time. And, I mean, we there's so many things that we do um, that we can talk about. Yeah, well, but, I was going to uh, ask if you guys have a day-to-day. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, it changes and, you know, it just depends oh, on whatever it does, circumstances. But I will but... tell you that on, 
December 19th, it would, would have been my son's 35th birthday, and we're having actually a fundraiser at the Delray Market, which is a new market in Delray Beach, right in the heart of Delray Beach. And for a donation, you get a food voucher and um, able to sit with a lot of friends and family that will be attending and community members. Got a beautiful lounge upstairs, free parking, and like I said, for a small donation, you will get you know the ability to walk through that marketplace and eat any kind of food that you desire. And it's really interesting food and really different and really fun. So and that's well, amazing. Cut up scale food, food, so, uh, food court. Yeah. yeah, that's on December nineteenth. What time? Twelve thirty to three thirty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. We'll include that. I know. You know, we'll have like silent, uh, silent auctions and raffles, and mm-hmm. um, you know, again, another way to just just bring awareness to the community and celebrate. You know, we call it a birthday present for Rory. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and it goes back to the first thing that that, that we did. ever did, right? The fundraiser was called the birthday present for Rory. Mm. So we kind of keep it in that vein with celebration of his life and what we can do to help our community. That's as awesome. just as we would help our own sons, we, we would help others. Yeah. Right. And we like, you know, going back to the hubs for a minute also, we, you know, when people come, come in there, family members and stuff, we have, you know, we have artwork there and there happens to be donated by my sister who's an artist, but oh, wow. she, um, she made a big uh, painting, and we decided to, you know, uh, honor people that we've lost. And sometimes um, people don't want to, but most of the time people want to. I'll, I'll let them, you know, go over and write their child or loved one's name on the mm-hmm. painting. And the painting is, is unfortunately still, but um, with with names. And, um, you know, we just keep trying to figure out a way to keep honoring and and supporting the people that are struggling and the people that we have lost and and give strength to the people like like unfortunately Cindy is you know I mean you know she's amazing and she's dealt with this with such grace and I always tell her that you know she and strength that um you know I I she's I admire her very very much and we have a very special friendship and very very diverse story even though we don't think anything of it we just do it and people go wow what an interesting you know combination you know one one on um in the beginning when we met it was hard because i was like how could i you know talk about my problems with someone who's lost their child and um you know we got over that hump right away because i mean she treats Dylan like her own and you know, I feel like I know Rory even though I never met him because we, mm-hmm. we do everything we can to, like we said, we honor them. But not only them, they're, they're our sons. Yeah, but yeah. We treat everybody that we come into contact with, um, even if they're our age or older, you know, mm-hmm. with love and compassion and respect. And, um, you know, the way the way that we would want anybody to treat us. Yeah. You know, it, you know, we have a lot of broken people that are, are really struggling. And, um, you know, I've taken phone calls in Cindy, you know, in the middle of the night. And um, it's heartbreaking because there's nowhere, a lot of times there's nowhere for them to go. Right. They're literally out on the street. So they're available and you're. Yeah, we never really, we never really turn, you know, we, well, no, we never really turn anyone away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we do the best we can 
and and it's not like oh well we helped you once to help you again yeah. you know we have this it's young lady constant. who you know yes we help it again um because we never know when someone's gonna get it you know we're not, we're not the judge and the jury right so we just hope with, with, with people behind them and again not you know not coddling but healthy boundaries and yeah. really really just trying to to really help them help them you know, what really, really believe the community the community is the answer to all of this okay so we need we need to get back to community we get, we need to get back caring about people in our yeah. communities and taking care of each other yeah. and hopefully with that you know we'll see some change thank um, you this Thanks. lightens it up a little bit but i want to talk about if you guys have they could be the same they could be different but if you have any favorite memories or moments since the beginning of our two sons or stories that just stand out to you really great success stories i think you know i'm going to agree on this one because yeah. it always comes up and it did come up in the people magazine and i think it was helping the women mm. helping the young women and the young women that were pregnant oh. um stacy and i went to, to uh, a, a place called mango bay where they mm. were living um, and um, we were talking to the girls, and I don't know why, but I guess I knew them. My, my daughters always say, you know what, Mom, it's not only about you. What about <laughs> the families? What about the sisters who lost their brother? Yeah, so mm-hmm. I switched gears mid-speaking and said, and I have to say, it's really not about me. What about you know a lot of you who have families, sisters, brothers, and the girls burst out as terribly crying i mean i'm saying it like with laughing but it wasn't funny because they converged on they it it, it was like they really like started to think outside of themselves and they they both they all came over there were like 30 girls in the room they all came over and started hugging stacy and i and those are a lot of the girls that we still keep in touch with and there's a lot of success that came out of that a lot of babies too you know and um for me that stands out because it was like when i went outside of myself and spoke about my family and how it's affecting them as well mm-hmm. that i'm the mother but it's it's not only just about us mothers and us fathers yeah. you know i think that, that there was a, that was like there was some sort of connecting point to everyone in the audience so for me that's what sticks out there's so many things right stacy there's so many yeah i mean that was definitely you know uh, you know a big one I, I i have to say that you know each and every thing that we do you know, it's easier to process it after, right? So, like, we'll have this conversation, and it will stick with me for days and days and probably forever. Everything that we do, you know, sticks, sticks with us. And, there, you know, um, again, as you process things, you, you, you remember more and more and more. And I, I, I'll just even go back to, like, this, even the CNN. Um, while we wanted to speak more because there's so much to say, I, I, you know, we were sitting and underneath the table, you couldn't see it because we were looking at a blank screen. They, you know, they, they put, put us onto the screen, however they do that these mm-hmm. days. And we were squeezing hands oh, and, okay. and, and the, the, you know, the love. And if you see our logo, which we could send you, which happens to be, you know, my son made the cards. Cindy asked him if he would make us a business card. And he's, he's also funny. an artist. He's an yeah. amazing artist. Like, um, uh, he's a tattoo artist as well, oh, okay. um, and writes his own music and all that. He's very, very creative. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you see like our, our logo or our little hand, you know, reaching toward, like holding each other's hands, and there's a heart on each of our wrists. 
like a bracelet that's, mm. that's not broken, but it's, you know, you know, it's like those best friends. Yeah. yeah. Get, get. And so if, if our hands connect, they connect. So oh. really like things like that, moments like that, where we'll just, no one will know that that's what's going on under the table or, you know, we'll look at each well, other they or not. <laughs> right. Well, now they know. Right. Now they know. They wouldn't, they wouldn't. They wouldn't know. It's like almost like the behind. You know, the behind the scenes mm-hmm. of of how you feel inside, and um, sometimes it's like an out of body experience talking about it because you can't even believe that you're talking about your own. You know, your own child at that moment. Yeah. But um, you're also talking about you know anybody's child, anybody's loved one. But we look at each other and, you know, with our eyes, we could say, okay, your turn, my turn. You know, we do talk over each other a lot. We're getting better at it because we're both from New York and that's what we do. But, <laughs> but yeah, so like things like that. And, you know, with, with Mango Bay, I mean, the first time we spoke there, there were six girls. The second time there were 30 girls. Oh, wow. And like like Cindy said, so that was that was you know what else I remember, Stacy? Remember, Stacy and I gave out turkeys one year. Oh. Right. So we got a we got a whole bunch of turkeys, and we were delivering them to mm. different um, recovery residences, and we could barely pick them up because they were so heavy, and they were all like frozen in my in my trunk. And we were driving around giving out turkeys. So, yeah, there's a, there is a lot of uh, you know there yeah. is a lot of look. Well, it, 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 there's never going to be. Um, anything positive about losing anyone especially your own child or about watching them struggle and and and, and sitting across from a, from a, from the table where the seat is not filled with your loved one yeah, right. but we yeah. do find a lot of times to enjoy what it is that we're doing a lot of times you know you know we'll oh there's Rory again you know like <laughs> so we keep it alive but and light but that's because it's love it's yeah. just, right it's just so we've, we've learned to, with love right we've learned to put purpose to our pain and so many moms that we know out there have their own foundations their own ways of giving their own ways of keeping their children and their loved ones alive so it's something yeah like stacy said we do it we do it with love there, you know, there, there are so many moments, like you said, and, you know, one of the things, it's not really a moment, but it's a feeling of, you know, being, uh, being in this space is really, really hard because people can't really understand. They try to the best that they can. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who give out, you know, unsolicited advice. And then there's your family members who really try and understand, but then they can't. But watching watching our loved ones and our community and our new friends and people that are just willing to listen to us um, definitely touches, you know, my heart. And I'm sure it touches Cindy's heart because we feel very validated in what we're doing. And yeah. like she said, it puts pain to our purpose. And it, it, it definitely, you know, whenever we say, okay, we've had enough, you know, mm-hmm. this is really, really hard work. This is hard stuff. Something happens that just keeps pulling us back and yeah. say, nope, we're not done yet. Yeah. Usually, it always ends up happening. People will say, hi, how are you? What do you do? No, no, no. Yeah. And we'll just be sitting there and getting our hair done or whatever it is, and <laughs> you know, whatever, and someone will say something and, oh, do you work? No, I'm retired. What did you do? I'm a police officer. I was a principal. And, oh, we have a nonprofit. Oh, we need you. And yeah. you, like, look at each other. And you're like, okay, yeah, we know it. <laughs> we have a non we have a nonprofit and we help people in recovery. Oh, really? 
my niece, my nephew, my father, my grandfather, and then it opened up a whole um, th- thank you so much for sharing. Can yeah. I, do you guys have like a card or is there anybody, you know, and so we get calls all over yeah. because people are giving out our yeah, cards those and our little connections and, that just make a big difference. Yeah. 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 And we hope that they do. We really do because this is, like I said, this is, you know, really, really hard, hard. This, this, this is hard stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, the last month of my life has been, pretty hard yeah, um, because of this, the way it touches me. Mm-hmm. Um, every, I'm not going to speak this in, she can speak for herself very well. You know, every minute is hard for her. Yeah. You know? So, and we have a lot of friends, unfortunately, in this space that have lost. Um, so we just try our best to yeah. honor, um, respect, and, um, and, and and just give, give back to people when they're really at their lowest. Like I always say that you have to love people when they can't love themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You guys are doing amazing work. Um, how can Thank you. people donate to our two sons or reach you guys? Yeah. So there's a few ways that we have a website. Okay. Called www.our2sons.org. The number two. The number two. Okay. Yeah. The number two. O-U-R, number two, the word sons, S-O-N-S.org. And there's a no, donate. no, no. <laughs> no, we have so many, you know, because so many times oh, our right. searching are different. But Power Two Sons is just that. Okay. Uh, okay. .org, and there's a donate button on that. Okay. We also have a Facebook page called Power Two Sons, and there's plenty of opportunities on there to find a link to, okay. to donate. Um, well, thank you both for your willingness to talk about our two sons and share your story with us today. And, you know, we've learned a lot from this yeah. and you know even though it is kind of a heavy subject it's an important one um so thank you for spreading the word on that and yeah we just really enjoy talking to y'all and yeah no, thank, thank, you. thank you guys so much okay thank ladies you. thank you thank you so thank much girls you. have a great day you too. Okay, you too. Bye. Nice holiday. thank you for listening to our conversation with cindy singer and stacy katz moms on a mission today We hope you enjoyed hearing the story of our two sons as much as we did. You can find more on their website, which will be linked on the Beacon Today along with this podcast. See you again soon. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please contact the SAM HSA Substance Abuse Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP.